we're Ramones of the Day, and this is Outsider. One, two, three, four! Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every single Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I am Philip, And I am Molly. And with us today is our special guest, Stefan Lawrence. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. We know Stefan from the comedy world. Um, he's super funny and cool, and I think you're going to like him. But no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a gosh. What? <laughs> Lay it on thick. No, no, no. But, uh, but we know you from Elephant Larry and doing sketch for a long time, and uh, we're glad to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so super excited. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do this. Yeah. Uh, I, we'd love to just talk to you a little bit about how you feel about the Ramones. Oh, yeah. We should vet him. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, just, just as a warm up to the episode of like, sure. how, how are you coming at the Ramones, you know? Uh, I feel, okay, so Ramones for me kind of have always kind of been in the water. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's uh, like I I don't think I ever knew a time where I wasn't kind of aware of them, mm-hmm. but wasn't consciously aware of them until like high school and when I right. when I when I actually started picking up my own CDs and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it's just this iconic American, like really super distinctly American thing. Like mm-hmm. it seems so. Isn't that funny? Unique. They are so super American. I don't think of it that way. No? I know, I don't think of it either, and until you said it, but it's true. Like, and they prided themselves, I felt like, on being... They have being... a presidential seal for a logo. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, even for, for, for all their sort of, like, you know, you could identify... That's a, such a such iconic slice of, like, American culture, right? It's, sure. it's like, inter- totally. internationally recognized as just this obviously cool thing. Right. So, so yeah, that, yeah. which is always kind of how it how it like I love that. Like, like I mean, me. I feel like sometimes America gets a really bad rap. Oh yeah, that's terrible. No specifics needed, but um, the Ramones are definitely a cool. It's like something America did right, you know. Like, good job. America. Are you announcing your Candace? <laughs> <laughs> but like, clearly, like Japanese people, for instance, I'm sure love the Ramones because they are they are so American, right? It's it's that kind sure. of like like kind of kind of thing where it's a it's a very sort of. It's an export to the world of this extremely, right, distinctly cool thing. Jeans mm-hmm. and leather jackets now, yeah. and guitars. Yeah. Do Seriously. it. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe there is something to that appeal that it was like they're not hiding anything. Yeah, we couldn't right. if we couldn't if we tried. Yeah. <laughs> All of their songs are about specific Brooklyn streets <laughs> that they took heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, great. yeah, and, and uh, but like now I've, I've I've played a lot of like Ramones for my kids too, and. Mm-hmm. They like it. There's nothing like ever hearing my three year old from back. like, play the Ramones mm-hmm. from the back seat. And like, All right, <laughs> well, it's funny. so funny because I feel like our generation and even the generation a little bit before us, which would have been the people that would have been alive or nearly alive at the time when these people were actually doing music, mm-hmm. they didn't get a lot of play from those generations. Sure. But this generation. Like all generations afterwards are, it's so they're so subjected to Ramones in their culture, in their commercials, and their TV shows, and their media right. that they don't even think about if their Ramones are weird. They just love them. Right. Yeah. It just seeps as in. part of rock and roll. You know, isn't yeah. that funny? Even though they're outsiders. Hey, bring me back. <laughs> and wait, we're back. <laughs> nah. Slip up on that one. <laughs> No, that, that, that is the song we're talking about today. <laughs> Outsider by the Ramones. Okay, oh. you want to bust out some facts on that? I'd love to. This is from 1983's Subterranean Jungle. This is written by Didi Ramone. 
I gave it a song category of misbehavior because he doesn't fit in. Sure. So he's kind of like, you know, kicking rocks. Wait, what are the different categories? Damn it. Great question. Um, no, <laughs> the different categories are uh, misbehavior, which can encompass uh, all sorts of things, including drug use and that sort of stuff. Sure. Uh, partying, which can also, I guess, include drug use. <laughs> <as long as>. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are numerous Venn diagrams here. Is what yeah, I'm there's, 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 lo- there's love, there's political, there's fighting, and there's party. Which fighting can also be misbehavior, so yeah. you see yeah. how... Oh, I, 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 all right, fine. I'll grudgingly give you misbehavior. All right, fine. <laughs> so now I'm getting vetted. <laughs> no, yeah. It, the the uh, song categories can change at any moment, and the song categories are written in stone. And the points don't matter. <laughs> and the points don't matter. Uh, the Ramones played this song 12 times live. In all That's it? That's <laughs> That was, actually seems crazy. Our that was a mini game that we play is okay. is that more or less than what you'd expect? That and it seems like the house says way less. That seems like way less for me because it's like it may I don't it's not I think if it's not that famous of a song like it's definitely yeah. not, doesn't strike me as if it's going to go on everybody's like greatest hits album but I, it's uh yeah but it's so like the subject matter is just like, yes, I'm an outsider, right? This is declaring outsider status. It seems like it should be an anthem. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, I, I mean, yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm going to, uh, well, so they played like 2,200 shows. Mm-hmm. That's an estimate, just to give you an idea of how many times they actually played live. Yeah. So, to play this 12 times out of 2,200 times is crazy to me, Minuscule. considering yeah. that I think, and I'm just going to state this as my own theory, Go. that this song, Outsider, is like the seminal sound logo for the band. Wow. Like, it, the music, the lyrics. Okay. It's literally a song yeah. called Outsider. I'm an outsider. Which, this is it. <laughs> that's, which I that mean, is the song. Pinhead <laughs> is like their anthem, or like, there's a lot of these anthems they have, but Outsider, I think, is the song it's that... It's their personal anthem. It's their personal anthem. And so the fact that they only played it 12 times is... Maybe they, right. com- I mean, maybe they weren't comfortable. And it, and it, and it, and it's riffs, and it's that, it's that subway beat, you know? Yeah. Ooh, like, subway beat. Subway Expand beat. on that. I love that. It's that sort of like, dum tick dum tick dum tick dum tick dum right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's that really super steady clickety-clack beat. Yeah. Right? Which is, which, is, which is what I associate with the Ramones. Okay. Love right? it. I, uh, I wondered about that low count, too, and something that led me to another thing, and this is, like, <laughs> facts and pseudo-facts. This is one of the... First songs that I think you and I have covered, Molly, that starts purely with Joey singing. Uh-huh. There's no one, two, three, four. There's no instrument with him. Mm-hmm. So usually it starts with either a one, two, three, four being shouted, or everybody singing and the guitars, mm-hmm. or guitars. But this is just straight I'm on. an outsider. Mm-hmm. And so part of me thought that maybe they didn't play it so much because they would have to rely on him saying, oh, I'm an outsider. Snap. And then oh, they'd have to like, <laughs> like, we can't get it. You guys, let's just go back to whatever wow. else we play. We're not going to be able to coordinate that. <laughs> Even though yeah, we're going to play 2,000 times together. We're not going to do it. We don't have an arrangement that starts with something besides his vocals. Yeah. Huh? If they really wanted to play it live and they couldn't get him to do it, they could figure out another way to start the song. Uh, yeah, and actually, and to that point, uh, a couple different versions that I found of people who did play it live. Um, uh, one is Green Day. Yeah, sure. And, yeah, sure. Um, and I think... Heard of them. Dee Dee, yeah. You heard of those guys? Yeah. Uh, Dee Dee also played it live, and what they do is they count off the first three beats with like, a little it. drum tap, like a da-da-da-da, on out, like that. Yeah. So then you kind of... Your brain... Their brains can still be like, okay, one, two, three, go. Like that. So, so Dee Dee played this live. He did, this after is, he left. This is written by Dee Dee. Yeah. 
And I think this is another fun game we play. Is oh, like sure. if you didn't know who wrote it, and I think the title of the song is "I'm an Outsider." <laughs> Yeah, or outsider. Just outsider. Yeah, outsider. outsider. It's like the Ramones yeah, versus Ramones, yeah. not I'm an outsider. <laughs> but it's I just mean, outsider. Just the title of the song alone, I think, is like yeah. a go to DD, you know? Yeah. Poor me. Did they yeah. did they tour in support of this album? Oh yeah. Yeah. And they just like I'm never just, mind, I'm we're saying. just not gonna we're not gonna play it. It's, I'm, it's too I, hard. I guess. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean it's all conjecture conjecture from us. It, because Yeah. I and and at this point. I mean, we have as many facts as anybody has, so uh-huh. like, you can throw out your theories. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't play this song outside of the the thing that Molly and I often think is like by this time, even though it's early-ish, like sort of halfway point in their career, they have enough of like what you would think are sort of the classic like album hits. We yeah. have to play those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they love to go fast when they played live. Well, sure. So a lot of times. Some songs didn't make it because they were too swinging or too... But, I mean, this doesn't... <laughs> no, this would be great to play live. I yeah. really don't understand why they yeah. didn't, you know? Yeah. Really it's actually... It. There's a point on some... I think Green Day played it for, like, the the We're a Happy Family tribute, but there's also one of them, like, you know, real young playing it and very, like... Oh, yeah. Like, obnoxiously drunk. Okay. I mean, well, I feel like this... Well, this is a song that you can play while you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly. You can... Rem- you need to remember about, like, four lines of lyrics. <laughs> and you got this song nailed. <laughs> but to our point, they support our theory, which is they kind of stop halfway through, and they're in, like, a basement or something, and they, one of them... I don't, I don't remember if it's Billy Joe or Dirt or whoever says, it's like, that's a great song, right? <laughs> they're asking the crowd, I was like... That's a really good song, it's right? And then song. they talk about something else, but it's just <laughs> like, oh, they, it's like they remembered. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the middle. Right? Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Me. Um, I had a couple more things. Okay, to please. Yell. I weren't oh, even yeah. through the facts yet. Um, this uh, so this features um, I don't know what, what you call it, like a DD bridge sing. Okay. You know, he yeah. comes in for the middle, the middle section. I love that. Just to spice I, it it's up. It's sort of a bridge. Sort of a bridge. It's kind of like a different song that just sort of steps in for a second. Yeah. <laughs> huh. It is okay. the, uh, this is his A Day in the Life, where uh-huh. this is the Paul McCartney part. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's the first time he's done that sort of thing since 53rd and the 3rd. Huh. 53rd and 3rd. So, and I and I think after this is more of him singing, like he's going to like yeah. lead a song. Um, and I wonder if this is sort of him having, like I say, an anthem. Yeah. Of himself, I'm mm-hmm. declaring this. I'm also going to sing a little bit of it, mm-hmm. and then the next album I'm going to sing more, mm-hmm. and the next album I'm going to sing more, and I'm you can't stop me, Dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I think the the bridge is what makes this song special. Honestly, mm-hmm. for me, I think it's the bridge that sort of makes the because the rest of it's so repetitive yeah. and it's just like it's hitting it really hard. It's a lot of fun. You can totally crank it up and all that. But then the bridge is what kind of makes it kind of important and kind of emotional. Yeah. Yes. Where I'm like, because they, they start, it's mixing in like regret and like they're like, you know, deep in their lifestyle at this point, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's like all of them are full blown alcoholics and drug addicts. And, <laughs> yeah. Are they? At oh, this yeah. Point? Well, during not, some training. Not all of them, but, but most oh, of them. Yeah. Oh, we're at some training. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, okay. Jo- Joey. Yeah, yeah, Joey yeah, yeah, was, yeah. was alcoholic at this point. Did he never stopped? Marky was basically out of the group almost. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the last album that Marky was doing for a while. Yeah, just a sad window, Marky, on this one. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> looking through the subway window. Yeah. Hey, play these beats. Go over there. <laughs> Look through that window. Um, I, the other day, I actually saw, like, what do you call it? Proofs? Like other photos from that, and like okay. they were all together. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, oh, but for, for this one, go over and sit in that. <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> you know, mean. let's just do a fun one. <laughs> fun one. 
can airbrush them out. Uh, I love that take on it because um, one of the things I just love about the Ramones is how they will fit a lot of emotional content into a very short song. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why they're very skilled songwriters, you know, because they take it's that moment. It's deceptive how, yeah. like, how deft that actually is. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Right, because because it's oh, it's almost like they they sort of balance they walk that line between like self awareness and like absolutely not no no self awareness whatsoever right yes. like like right mm-hmm. some yeah. of the lyrics are just unselfconsciously just like here here so here's some like really straightforward lyrics <laughs> and then it sort of switches on a dime to be like no but we actually know what the song is about you yeah. know I, I wonder too if that's almost the virtue of just you do so many of these things you can't help but reveal yourself yeah in those things so maybe that's what this is where it's just like I'm. Uh huh. This is how I feel. Yeah. And then yeah. you get, end up getting something about how somebody feels. You're like, oh, well, that's something. But also, that's why I love Dee Dee's writing is because he. I think in general he's not afraid to talk about how he feels and to, you know. Yeah. Turn it on you last minute and <laughs> to go deep and I love that. Yeah. But it like it only does it for a second. Then it's like, oh no, back to the I'm, I'm an outsider part. Well, maybe right, that's you know. all you can handle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> it's true. Although I do like, and I don't know. If we have any more facts. Any more facts, anybody? I <laughs> know, oh, I'm real strict. What I I was gonna, we're already in the feelings territory. Sure, let's so, just go into what it. What I was going to say, uh, you're right about the bridge. I, I like that bridge, and I also like how they have a little bit to bring you out of it. The everybody going to push me, push me around. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's back to the original singer, but it's also like meeting it halfway, and then we're back to, <laughs> to just, I'm an outsider, outsider of everything. Mm-hmm. For a for, while. For, for another, for another <laughs> minute. Another minute. Exactly. It's like, yeah. We're outsiders, guys. <laughs> Guess what? Hey, everything oh, about outsiders. you makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I really like this song. Great. You know what? I I think there's a just let me say right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I really like this. There's there's some something also nice about like you know. As opposed to somebody like Eminem, who is constantly trying to protest about how much everybody hates him, but mm-hmm. everybody's like, no, we'll buy your records, it's fine. Yeah. Like, like the Ramones <laughs> actually right. did remain outsiders for a very, yeah, sure. very, very, very long totally. time. And weren't actually, like, totally embraced until, like, yeah. like, the 90s they were given, like, all right, now you've got elder statesman status. Yeah. They were, so, they were so legitimately outsiders that they wrote a song called Outsider and didn't support it. And it's like, <laughs> uh, like, nobody's going to want to hear this. <laughs> No well, one cares about uh, I found this uh, user review on RateYourMusic.com from Mofo King that I want to just read a Wait small a minute. piece of. Can I get the, the credits on that again? <laughs> it was a user review from RateYourMusic.com. My research is deep. Okay. And dust. But who was the writer again? <laughs> Mofo King. Yeah, that's for real. Okay. Um, I just, I just, Mofo King, Mofo he had actually a, a really um, comprehensive review that I liked, and I just wanted to read this small portion of it. He said, okay. Because uh, um, a couple songs ago, we were talking about song titles yes. and the appropriateness of Ramones, or so- not song titles, but album titles, and where the album titles are coming in their career and all this stuff. Oh, sure. So uh, he's writing about Subterranean Jungle, the album, and he says, of all the Ramones' great albums, I think Subterranean Jungle rang the loudest. Um, I mean, in early 80s America had a healthy of underground college music scene. The term alternative had yet to be fully acknowledged, but seven excellent albums into their career, why were the Ramones still subterranean? Hmm. Right, because it's subterranean jungle, and he's saying it's very appropriate for who they were as a band because they still haven't made it. Uh, Since the release of their 1976 debut, it always seemed the Ramones were on the cusp of world domination. 
Um, they had worked with some of the industry's top producers, including the legendary Phil Spector, and still they were club bound. So I don't know, just the idea of subterranean jungle and them being outsiders. And I just wanted to pose this question before we start getting into favorites. Is, um, you know, this idea that the Ramones really did not reach their potential. They didn't get what they wanted to get. They never became the like, you know, mega U2 stars that they always wanted Mm -hmm. to be. And yet they always labeled themselves as freaks and outsiders. And did they almost manifest their own destiny by creating... Self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, sort of. You know what I mean? Well, but Um, can you imagine how they would have fallen apart if they were megastars touring the world? But they they were megastars touring the world. I mean, they they did that thing anyway. They just didn't get the amount of people at the shows that they wanted, the money that they wanted, mm-hmm. but they still had to do well, all sure. the time. Yeah, yeah. They still had to do the van time. They still had to do the the stage time. Right. That's an interesting idea. I really like thinking about this. But anyway, I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I think that this song is, so I'm going to go on record saying I love this song. I think this song is like a quintessential Ramon song. Hmm. Sonically, the lyrics, I mean, it's just... It's just one of those Ramon songs that sums them up, you know? Um, well, Molly, a big fat love. I'm a big fat love. And it is curious, just bringing it back to the beginning, that they only played it 12 times or 20 times or whatever 12. it was. Yeah. I mean... Not even 20. Yeah. It, it is sort of it's silly. It's ludicrous. I, yeah. I didn't put hours into it, but like I couldn't find a live version online. Huh. Which I found seems... more versions done by Green Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Way more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I am going with the love, too. Okay. Uh, for all the reasons that you said, and everyone said, and more. Stefan, you get a vote. You can love or like or leave this song. Uh, I'm going to be really conformist, and I'm going to say that I love it too. Wow. Well, you're right. You're no outsider to this. (laughs) And I'm really... We like people that are right. (laughs) So (laughs) you can continue to be I'm trying to get your approval. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Didn't work. Then we'll see. Then, Then... well, you have one more test to pass. Oh, no. You get a vote on Most Valuable Ramon for oh. the song. What's well, clearly Didi. Okay. Nice one. Without that bridge. Um, yeah, you don't have a song. Yeah. Without it, that bridge, deuce for me. Yeah. That's three. Three. That's Amazing. DDD. 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 <laughs> not a, and not just for the, the bridge, although I think you have a good point that that sort of like puts it into that upper thing, but... Otherwise, oh, I mean, otherwise, I think it would have hovered around to like it because it's it's yeah. it's it, it's very much like you you better like this sound for two minutes straight. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, there is sort of a there's there's a little bit of a theoretical idea behind a lot of the Ramones. I feel like of like can people take this? <laughs> and you know, like can we do this? And I wonder if the sort of natural, just listening, like the self awareness, yeah, told them or Dee Dee, it was like, oh, we need like a little. Respite. It needs to be a different thing here. Okay, because we'll do that. Great songwriters. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what I'm like, saying. Like, they knew what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what am I going to argue? Um, controversial opinion. Controversial opinion for a guy who's posting this thing for 120. <laughs> I'm way into him. <laughs> um, or at least you're starting to get there. Um, you know what? You're being. I was on the fence when time. we started for 50 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I decided I hated them, and then I decided I really liked them. That's what happened to my Smash Mouth podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't get better. Oh, oh man! Oh. Are they together? I, I stopped halfway through Fushu <laughs> They are, and they have a beautiful Twitter account. 
What? They have the most ludicrous Twitter account that they run themselves. I Explain. Love that. Uh, they just, like, give shout-outs to every holiday or every, like, when Princess, uh, no, Princess, like, when Carrie Fisher passed away, okay. they posted a tribute <laughs> to Carrie Fisher with a picture of Princess Leia, but they also put a big Smash Mouth logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what we should do for this podcast. <laughs> Take a page from Smash Mouth. That's hilarious. That is really funny. There's nothing you can't promote Smash Mouth on. Well... <laughs> As proven by Smash Mouth. Yeah, right? McRibs are back. Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. That's so stupid. <laughs> what if we just... Oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just like that. How can we abuse this and power? There was a beautiful interview I, I read with them about their Twitter account in which they said, yeah, no, whenever we want to promote something, we just head on down to the Smash Mouth offices and we just put together our tweet and we're like, you go down to your office to put together your tweet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They rent space yeah, downtown. Yeah, Listen, you guys. For our Twitter headquarters. They can do whatever they want. The, the fourth or fifth guy finally comes in and we're like, we've been sitting here waiting. <laughs> Where were you? We have tweets to write. <laughs> we have a tweet Mo- to Monday write. morning tweet meeting. I'm going to take these tweets seriously. Uh, uh, well, does anybody else have any last cracks at the bat for Outsider at this moment? Um... I'm only going to say one last thing. Oh, go for Very it. quickly. Which is that Rolling Stone, the Rolling Stone Reader's Poll mm-hmm. put Subterranean at number 8 out of 10 above Brain Drain at 7. Ooh, that offends every part of you. That's how I'm going to end this show. Wow, what a tease. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm excited to talk more about Brain Drain. Yeah, I was going to say, because will. hang on, folks, we're there. I have, I have thoughts about Brain Drain. Um, oh, don't we all, my friend? And we'll get a chance to do those. Stefan, thank you very much for joining us today. Absolutely. I'll see you later. Uh, we'll see you later. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Ramon's Podcast. And you can follow Smash Mouth. They're also on Twitter. Just look them up. They'll promote us, probably. <laughs> Put a logo on it. <laughs> and, uh, and you can join us next time when we will be discussing Palisades Park on Ramon's of the Day. It's from Bray Drake.